Hello, this is your host, Sonata Allison, and welcome back to the Parallel Podcast, where we talk about sexuality as it should be. Hello, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well today. Um, So as you guys can see, we'll be talking about a very touchy subject today. But I was approached by um, this listener and I heard her out and I think it is important for Christians to be able to have conversations like this um, and just hear from a person's perspective that literally experienced it and not just hear people's opinions that have nothing to do with it, never experienced it, never actually are affected by um, the topic. So I think this was a really good episode just to hear someone's story. Um, obviously she's not the story of every single person that has had an abortion, but I think it's important to hear a person who, um, is in Christ and how the decision affected them, um, and different things like that. Just so you guys can hear, like, even if you're thinking of having an abortion or you're just wondering, you know, what people have experienced after, um, getting an abortion. So, Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Just want to remind you guys, we are on episode 95 now. So we're still trying to get 100 ratings on Spotify and Apple. There are many of you listening, okay? So just throw me some stars and keep it moving. Your name is is not attached to it. Um, So just rate the podcast so we can get this out to other people as well. Also, there's now like a comment section somehow, like a Q&A type thing. Um, on Spotify. So if you guys want to throw some comments on there, you can do that as well, but you don't have to. I know some people like to be anonymous in these kinds of conversations. So anywho, um, yeah, let's get right into it. Righty. Hello, Destiny. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Glad to hear that. I'm doing well as well. Thanks for asking. Of course. So (laughs) as you know already, I'll ask a question similar to this to people that come on that are new on the podcast. Um, What is something true about God and why do you believe that? Something true about God is, oh, he's a comforter. And I Mm. believe that because I have been comforted by the Lord in so many different instances and areas. And I think the comfort that he gives is so unique and tailored to me as a person, to the situation that I need to be comforted by, the length of time that I feel the comfort. It, he doesn't revoke it pre the comforting doing his complete work. And all of those things together, like literally tailored for me. It's like, mm. oh no, like you do this, like you're a comforter. So yeah. I believe that. That's awesome. That might be the first time someone has said comforter. So that is awesome. That's a really good one. I think comfort and counsel go hand in hand. So Mm -hmm. beautiful. All righty. So who are you and why are you here today? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Destiny. I go by Des and I am the host and creator of the Power and Pros podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice in Christ. Um, And so each and every week I go up on my podcast and I just talk about owning our voice. Pros is another word for story. When you own your story, you own your power. So that's kind of what I talk about. And today I'm here because I have a story that I want to share. I think it's very relevant um, for Mm -hmm. us in this time as, I don't know, just people that are walking and following Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And as we talk about waiting, as we talk about the different struggles that come with that, um, 
I think that my story might be able to help some people, whether you can relate to my story directly or not, um, as we talk about being Christians and what that has to do with our sexuality. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. All beautiful. Yeah. As you guys, you, you've already seen the topic today. So it's a big hitter. It's a big hitter, but I'm so glad that you reached out to me to have this conversation. And you're also a longtime listener. I think you're like the first longtime listener I've had on. So really cool. And just, yeah, just, you know, this is a testimony to see, like, I do respond to people and we set up meetings and we, I'm more than willing to allow people to share their stories because I think it's so important. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot more Christians talking about these things more now, but there's still people that have no clue and aren't aren't having these conversations. So, yeah, um, really glad that you reached out to me. Me too. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to start with this question: What conversations did you have growing up with, I guess, adults um, around sex? Where do I start? I think my first conversation was somebody in my class. I I wish I could give you a very, very accurate age. I'm not sure. Maybe fifth grade. Somebody had a period and she found out in the bathroom and Mm. she gave paper towels, trying to put it in her um, underwear or whatever. And all the girls, everybody's in the bathroom. If you was there when old girl got her periods, that was the event of the week of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, because she was the first one. None of wow. us knew. It was like, what is happening? Okay. And so I got home and I was like, mama, guess what? And I'm giving her <laughs> the tea of the day. And so my mom, I don't know. Um, again, I don't remember if I talked about it at school before about um, our cycles and things. I don't know if my mom talked about it before. I'm sure it's happened. But I think how big this event was and maybe I said something that triggered like let's have a chat <laughs> she was mm. like do you know do you know like why that's the thing do you understand like you're gonna get one of those one day and like da 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 she was asking what the other girls are saying and so I think that was my first real combo about the the act or my body the anatomy of a woman okay but I think that conversation was pretty void of males <laughs> and like they mm-hmm. don't get periods but they also go through a change in their body and when this change happens there are things that you're gonna want to do that I don't want you to do I think she said like there's something that has happened which I don't know if I can couple it with this memory right but definitely got messages of like sex is a thing except for you like don't <laughs> don't do it and <laughs> right that was it I didn't really it wasn't tied to Christ it wasn't tied mm-hmm. to why not? And I think um, I got other messages from other adults, like Raven Baxter's mom on That's So Raven or XYZ, mm. where I feel like I was taking up messages of like, okay, you can have a baby. <laughs> you mm. have sex and you can be, there's these moments that happen. If you go like, I used to watch Sister, Sister and like, okay, they have boyfriends after a while on the episodes and mm. they were going to prom and there's an expectation when you go to prom. That's interesting. Like I'm younger than all of these people that I'm watching on TV, right? And so yeah. they're going to prom before I would go to prom. They're having boyfriends before I have boyfriends. That girl in my class, I her period before I had mine. And so I got to take in a lot of messages, I think, about um, sex before it was really something I would have brought to myself to talk about or think about. And so I think because I didn't really have a deep, I didn't have 
too many questions. You have a, you have a kid and they're asking a lot of questions and it's like, okay, I got to shut this down. I didn't really have a lot of that because it wasn't really a thought of mine to like, let's explore this topic. And so I think because there was a lack of curiosity on my end, there was a lack of over explaining from the physical adults in my world to feel like they need to tell me more information because I wasn't seeking more information. So um, I think I found out a lot of things second and third and fourth party. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And that speaks definitely to the TV that children are watching. <laughs> Because yeah. you named a lot of people that are on the television, Raven Baxter. Yeah. <laughs> and that reminds me of The Boys in Motion, um, which has nothing to know what we're talking about, but that just popped into my head. <laughs> if you don't know Boys in Motion, you're too young for me. Okay, you're too young for us. You don't know, <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. Um, so, okay, yeah, you were not interested when you were younger. Um, when did you f- feel like that interest really started for you and like you were actually looking for answers? Mm. Mm. I feel like I was a late bloomer. Um, (laughs) Looking for answers, 15, I guess. Um, I was having my period by then for sure. I was having my period at 12. Um, And so, yeah, but I didn't have my first boyfriend until 15. So I think then, um, yeah, I was like, I like you and you like me. This is so nice. It's so exciting. And he used to just walk me home and all these things. But mm-hmm. it took us a long time before we became boyfriend and girlfriend. And so once we did, I was like, oh, I think I need to, I think we're going to have to talk about something. Like we talked about it before, but I think we have to talk about something because I'm not, I'm a virgin. And I'm like, oh, like, I think this is a big deal. Because <laughs> mm. um, I knew that he wasn't. And okay. I plan, I was like, I want to. I'm not. I'm not ready to do that. Like I for <laughs> sure knew. Right now, you walking me home right now. Me going to your basketball games right now. Please, like I was like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. And so, um, again, I think I'm going further, like in like um, discoveries or recognizing things, and I'm kissing more than I was before, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think I was looking for answers. There are some people who like Google things or they're talking to other people about stuff. I just don't think that was, I think I had a pretty good feeling of peace about mm-hmm. where I was at. And there were other people, um, we both got talked about because we weren't having sex actually. And mm. um, this one guy on the football team was kind of ragging him like, yeah, you you still ain't hit this yet? Like I, mm. if I was me, I would da da da. Wow. And I didn't think any I think I got offended later because I feel like I was supposed to. But in the beginning, I was like, no, you wouldn't. Like, I was like, <laughs> the audacity of you to think that you're any, you have any more power to make me do something I want to do. That's right. really funny. Like, you know. Yeah, that's so concerning. I think that um, I had a piece about it overall and mm-hmm. a piece about the person I was with. And it was accepted. So it was like, okay. You're my boyfriend. I don't have to have sex with you. This is lovely. <laughs> I can just, yeah. we can just keep walking home and going to school and being cute. Like, this is great. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm having different conversations than I had before. I have different like for somebody than I had before. But um, I didn't have a resolve to change actions versus what I was doing before mm-hmm. in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you want to actually be a virgin then? Like, why did you even hold tight to that? Um, I think I have a thing, like I don't have tattoos, for example, right? Because mm-hmm. that's something you can't undo. You can, 
now but i mean like the thought is this thing is on you forever and i even yeah. think cover-ups or when people get them removed it looks horrid like I don't and it's think still it painful good. right it's a painful process right? to even go through that it is so for me um i've thought about it before there's a placement i will get a tattoo right here on my wrist but what do i want on my body forever mm-hmm. nothing. like there's nothing i've decided that i want mm-hmm. so even if i put faith right here it's like okay what if the next era of my life i want to put joy instead it's like oh it's too late i already put faith like you know so, you're gonna have the whole fear of the spirit down your, down your arm <laughs> exactly temperance like please <laughs> so i think um at that time that's where i was at i'm like well i can't i can't undo this i know that for sure so mm. if i'm not ready to do that like you know like do something that i can't undo now that's why i felt the resolve like well i want to do it and i feel the same thing like i could totally get tattoo i'm I'm on my house i can pay for it myself like whatever i just don't have the resolve that there's Mm -hmm. anything i need inked on my skin forever so i haven't got it a low-key has nothing not even low-key high-key i don't got nothing (laughs) to do with what the bible's talking about (laughs) nothing to do with yeah you know what i'm saying like anything else it's just like yeah there's nothing that i feel so convictedly strong about that i'm like Mm -hmm. yeah that's it and i think that was my virginity story of like mm-hmm. I feel like I don't feel like I need to do this so I'm not and then when that started to change I didn't I wasn't in a place with God where once that started to change I would go to him about it mm. I wasn't there and so when okay. that changed I went to my best friend so okay who my best friend was was my boyfriend that's like a dangerous person to talk to if the person that you t- like you know you're talking the one about, that you're being tempted you, by you're going exactly, in much temptation <laughs> exactly i can so, fix that real um, quick for you <laughs> <laughs> so um that was interesting because mm-hmm. there wasn't an immediate you met me like a best friend and not a boyfriend about it and i don't even think it was on some you're trying to be mischievous, like blah, blah. I just think that's where we were. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went to him about it. Um, and so you were like, yeah, I don't think when you're ready, you're ready. Are you that? And that's always what it was, right? So please know, there was never a, um, this part of my life, this part of my journey was not godly. It just, it just wasn't. <laughs> this, is, um, this is BC. So, <laughs> BC. Oh, big BC. Big BC. <laughs> <laughs> I was introduced to Christ um, when I was younger. But mm-hmm. them teen years quiet wasn't was not um wasn't on the main line if you will <laughs> <laughs> so um i didn't plan it right i was with my boyfriend for over a year and okay. i didn't we didn't plan it like oh you know what after homecoming that's the night or you know what after that like, there was not that moment mm-hmm. um there was space and opportunity at a time where we were alone and it wasn't no adults and I felt safe. And I think mm-hmm. that I decided, boom, boom. And I felt like I was ready, whatever mm-hmm. that meant to 16-year-old deaths at the time. Yeah. And I felt like, okay, I could get this tattoo and I won't regret it. That, that's, where I, that's where I came to my mind. And mm-hmm. that rang true for me. Um, after I had sex for the first time, it rang true every time after that. I was like, yeah. Look at my, like not you're not even looking my ta- new tattoo for like other people, but like mm-hmm. yeah, I did this thing mm-hmm. and I feel good about it. Every time I look at it, I feel I feel peace. I feel good. I made I made a good decision, mm-hmm. and the good decision from a sex standpoint was the person. I think the place. Right there are some people. I feel like everybody got a story. Somebody at their high school was under the bleachers or some yeah, so so yeah. so. 
wasn't my story, right? So it's like I felt okay with the place. I felt okay with the person. Mm-hmm. And I felt okay. I actually felt um, not vindicated. What is the word? I had a sense of pride mm, that like liberated I maybe? waited over a year. Mm. I had a, definitely a sense of pride. I was like, oh, okay. it was on my terms and I waited X amount of time and other people feel that they can't find a person that's willing to wait for them. And I did. Mm. That That's how I felt. Okay. And so because that all worked out and that after I did it, the person didn't leave. They didn't just, oh, I got what I wanted. I can dip. I felt even more prideful. Not like, you yeah. know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I made sense. the right decision. Mm-hmm. And so um, I walked in that for a long time. And then this is my first and this is my only. So I felt another thing with that. We mm-hmm. in high school. It's a lot of people that ain't got a lot of onlys in oh, high yeah. school. It's just, mm-hmm. that's just the truth, right? Mm-hmm. And so while I transitioned from this none category to this space that at the time I didn't have a full knowing or a full care that mm-hmm. God never wanted me to leave that space yeah. because I wasn't entering the container that he wanted me to enjoy that in. Mm-hmm. I made my own container mm-hmm. and it was a container that the world also passed people on the back for. Yeah. So I was like, I'm straight. I'm straight. Some some of y'all ain't as straight as me. Like I'm good. <laughs> and I, I walked in that. And so, yeah. um, yeah, I was with my boyfriend. We had sex. And then I was hush about it. So I wasn't just running, running, running. Like, Dina, I'm a woman now. Like, that was not my story. <laughs> and that made me feel good, too. Like, mm. I know how to, um, I don't I don't need the validation of other people now that mm. I'm not a virgin anymore, right? And so all of these things made me feel like I was in control of my sexuality. Yeah. I felt like I um, was making sound decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm a good person. And I think we all have that good person tag, love is enough, woo, woo, woo. So mm-hmm. um, all of those things kind of check the box for me to be able to move forward and not just move forward that one time, but to continue moving forward. Yeah. And you know what? I definitely think that if you're in the world, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, if we take Christ off of that, wow, great job. You, ha- you are with someone. I mean, you valued yourself enough to wait for someone that, you know, cared enough about you to not leave after they had sex with you. Um, so I think in the world, yeah, I could see how that would be commendable, but in Christ, that's not how it should be (laughs) No, because there's a lack of commitment still. Yes. He's still Mm -hmm. with you and he's committed to you even the day after and those, the days after that, but he has not committed himself to you. He hasn't made a covenant to be with you for the rest of your life and Mm -hmm. to love you and honor you in that way. So when do you feel like that mindset changed for you? Because I feel like in the world that would be reasonable to continue with that mindset. So when did that change? After I had an abortion. <laughs> okay. So I, um, losing my virginity was in high school. I ended up going to college with this person and I even graduated still with this person. Okay. I'm still having sex. So to me, this time that's going by is further proving my original point yeah. in my head, right? Of mm-hmm. like, period. I done, girl, <laughs> I done got my man. We finna walk up out of here. Like, I'm out the streets. I don't gotta be in the street. I have, I've, I've done it. I have succeeded yeah. at this mm. whole dating thing. This is lovely. And please know, lots of ups and downs. And like, okay. lots of breakup, makeup, right? So not the perfect relationship at all. We were talking okay. about covenant. Um, forget like, not even being covenant to me that's like your walk with god and copacetic like you know like it was like all yeah, these things. that's another layer yeah so um we get to 
I was an intern in New York and I'm not from New York. So I'm from St. Louis, Midwest girly. <laughs> and so was he. And so um, I got my internship in New York and I have been on birth control this whole time. So I'm on birth control and my internship in New York put me, I was getting the shot. And so the shot, at least when I was getting it, is every three months you have to go and get a new shot. My internship timeline had me off my birth control timeline. But because Ooh. I'm not having sex with anybody in New York, I was like, oh, I can just make it till I get home. Like, I'm, that's fine. I'm not going to spend energy looking for somebody in New York to go to. I trust my people at home, da, da, da. So okay. that was my thought. And again, I'm trusting my judgment for years. I'm trusting mm-hmm. my decision making for years. And I mm-hmm. feel like I know myself for years. So that's great. I had my boyfriend visit me in New York. So mm. now what I'm with my safety net was, I'm not doing anything. So I'm straight. Mm-hmm. That has changed because a person has visited me and I haven't seen you in months. So we have sex. I'm off my timeline. And I thought something, but I was like, nah. Like, you know, you'd be like, worry about something. You're like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and I wasn't. So mm. I didn't know. I go home. Um, he came towards the end of my internship too. So I go home. I end up getting, I got a job before I left. So oh, cool. I go home. I'm doing the prep. Like, oh my gosh, I'm moving to the city. Woo, woo, woo. And we're having our last moments of like hanging out, all of this stuff. But I was like, I I don't know. Like I was like, I have I have had my period be moved. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty regular, but I've had to be moved by stress before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, finals week in college, like XYZ, it's like it could be moved. And so mm-hmm. with this move in New York, I'm like, wow, I'm really moving across the country, all these things. My period shifted and I paid attention to that, but I was mm-hmm. like, well, makes my tra- my history again, me trusting me. Mm-hmm. I was like, that makes sense because finals week, same thing, right? But I've had, like I said, we are off of our birth control timeline and we have had a, a visitor. And so <laughs> I moved to New York, moved to New York, two roommates, 39K and pregnant. Mm. That is, that's what I found out. I found mm. out um, three weeks after I moved here. Okay. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it was like my life is starting, and I had goals and plans, and mm-hmm. they're in front of me. They're right here, mm-hmm. and now we have this thing that I felt was going to take me away from all of that. Yeah, and so I was like, okay, okay, what you gonna do? And I, I could not um, reconcile. I didn't have, I think it was a lack of faith and a lack of desire to move forward with that pregnancy. The lack of faith in terms of faith that I could be a mom, faith Mm. that we could figure out. I moved to New York without my boyfriend, so how's that going to happen? Or lack of faith that you're going to move up here? I'm not going back home. I've (laughs) done what I'm supposed to do, and I'm here. Like I, I couldn't fathom giving that up like it was just insane Mm -hmm. um I didn't have as much faith as the Holy Spirit even provides I could I had the spirit in me I must say um I 
but my like I said, my relationship with God wasn't we weren't conversing, right? Yeah. So yeah. um I didn't have that to lean on either. So mm-hmm. I have faith in me and looking at me only. I don't have enough. I can't mm. rise to the occasion of what this occasion is requiring me. And so yeah. this whole time, that's how I've been moving, right? Is faith in me. Oh, yeah. well, I can decide when I'm going to move forward. Oh, I if I tell you I don't want to have sex and you don't want to talk to me, I can get me a person who's willing to wait. Mm-hmm. I can whatever. So everything was very destiny-led. And so um, getting to that space, and I, that's what I went to go lean on. It's like, okay, that's what you got. And I'm talking back to me like, I don't got this. <laughs> I, I don't have this. Mm. Okay. You don't have it. Don't have it. That mm. that was my okay. that was my thing. This is a permanent thing. Once again, going to my tattoo analogy. Yeah. You can't undo this, right? Either way, please know. Right. Either yeah. way, you can't undo it. Right. And so that was my um, tug. You can't undo it either way. Which mm-hmm. one can you stomach? Which one can mm. you rise to the occasion for? Which one do you have faith enough in that mm. you can overcome? Mm-hmm. And for me, abortion was what I felt like, okay. And that's, that's how I landed. That's how I landed there. Yeah, man. And you know, I feel like that's a perfect testimony of like how the Lord literally brings us to the end of ourselves. Like you literally were like, Destiny, you got this. And you're like, no, I don't got this. <laughs> Nope, mm-hmm. neither one of us have this. But you are leaning <laughs> on your own understanding the whole time. So you have to continue mm-hmm. in that. You don't have anything else to put, you know, put that on. So it's like, I'm going to continue yep. having to be what I need to be. And then you ask yourself, can you handle this? No, I can't. This is too much for me. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, mm-hmm. your decision was like, I have to get an abortion. Yeah. Um. So that's decision. Um. It's, I made it, I made it quick. I was like, you gotta, I took some time, but I didn't because it was like, again, I I know I don't have this. Like, it's not much to think about. I don't don't have it. Mm -hmm. And um, thinking about support of family, money, the shame that I felt, I was like, I I don't have this. So Mm -hmm. um, it took me a second. I gave myself time to think about it, but I didn't think long. Um, Okay. And Googled find a place and I was like, okay, we're doing this. And so I went, I had me a book. I was like, okay, I heard you're gonna be there a little while. And um I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And then I went in. And I was what were the for nerves me. for you? What was causing you to be nervous? The nerves, I mean, how's it gonna feel? I think if you go to the doctor when I got my COVID shot, I was like, they was like, hold your arm steady, please. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> You're moving. So I think, yeah, general <laughs> doctor nerves. Okay. Um, and again, if I could decide that I want to get faith tattooed on my wrist, mm-hmm. decided that I think it's great. I think it glorifies God, my favorite scripture, whatever. But if I go into a tattoo parlor, I'm going to be shaking. Like, mm. oh, y'all about to stick me for real, right? <laughs> so I think that I made the decision and there was no turning back for me. I never mm-hmm. thought, oh, I could not do this. Was gonna do it, but I think it was you got there. There are things that come with that. Like you yeah. are now a person who has had an abortion. Mm-hmm. You are now um, there's this thing that you know my boyfriend. It's like there's is you know what I'm saying. It's just like there's a my relationship with sex has forever changed because mm. of this scenario. Okay, so I went in, I did it, and then um, I was put, I was sleep. So then I woke up. And okay. I went in the bed 
One of the nurses realizes that I was up and she's trying to give me some juice and crackers. And I was like, you know, waking up, not fully aware of where I was at. Mm-hmm. I realized where I was at and I couldn't breathe. I was like having a panic attack. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I'm in the, I'm in this place right now. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I went to brunch after. Okay. And me going to brunch after I bring that up because I didn't drink a lot. I had like two mimosas. But the sip, the first sip, I it was like, not to, I'm not Jesus, please note. But it was a very, it is finished moment for me. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, I can drink because I can drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, a, mm. I have this knowing that a couple hours ago, you weren't supposed to be. But yeah. Right now you can, wow, and that yeah. solidified of like, okay, it's it's done for real, for real. Like it, the doctors announced it was done, but I think for me it was like, okay, we're we're in the clear, quote yeah. unquote. We're not, but you know that was a thing that I did after brunch. My friends went to wanted to go to another spot. It was somebody's birthday. I went home and mm-hmm. I cried. Like that that is what I did. Did your so friends I think I needed know? That. No, heck okay. no. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Nobody. Yeah, that's knew. even more my isolating friend, though too. Yeah, which is another reason why I think I wanted to go to brunch. I wanted that sense of normalcy. Even, mm-hmm. I, I have this feeling of like, um, I did something and nobody knows. Yeah. But I also don't want you to know. Mm-hmm. But also, it needs a process what just happened. But you didn't choose for your birthday to be today and my appointment to be today. And so I'm going to show up mm. to your birthday brunch. But also, I can't show up to your birthday brunch. Like, I need to go home. Like, yeah, I'm like, need to yeah. process what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I had feelings of, again, right, looking at this tattoo. And I'm like, I cannot. This is not going to wash off in the shower. Like, that's mm. not what's happening here. Like, this is a permanent thing. And the... I guess the residual feeling of that permanency is that I did not wish that I was rocking a baby instead. I did. Okay. okay. And so I think that was a, a weighty thing for me to come to terms with because I think um, from the messages that I feel I've received and just like what I know about life, you should. That's how you're supposed to feel mm. is that, you know, there's this huge regret and blah, 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 blah and like. XYZ, and I didn't feel that, mm-hmm. but I do think I felt, um, I did feel shame in other areas. I talked about people that had abortions. I thought it was, it was, a, it was an interesting thing to me. Um, I mentioned my pride I had before about the fact that I only had one partner. And yeah. so I think there were times when I assumed more promiscuous people had different results to their sex life than what I deserved, quote unquote, to have because of how I was moving. So there were like Mm, different things that that's not how anatomy works. If you have sex, then you can have a baby. Like that's how it works. (laughs) But again, I put these extra parameters and I think we do that sometimes. If Mm -hmm. you get a little tipsy, but somebody else is drunk, drunk, you're better because you're not drunk as them, but we're, you pass your limit. Like, you know, like we all think- do that in certain ways. And so mm-hmm. um, I had that feeling. And then I think God was like, I can do something with this. <laughs> I can do something with this. And yeah. that's where my boy met me. Mm. And um, it was very, very beautiful. Very, 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 very beautiful. Mm. Because I also didn't have my comfort 
I'm like, well, what you got to say about the fact that you looked at other people a certain way, but then you did what they did. There's no answer for me for that. I don't, I don't have one. Right. And there's like a, there's this feel, there was just a feel of things. Um, and I couldn't comfort myself. And there's one person, like I mentioned, that's the comforter. Like he mm-hmm. does that. And so um, I was in the shower one day and he was like, you know, I can help you. <laughs> I can make you feel better. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know what I want to say? I love you. And I think that you, you get to make decisions and I want to make the decisions with you. I want you to make decisions with me and mine. But for the decisions where you made them without me and mine, you made them in haste. You try to do something in your own power. You did something without knowledge, whatever the thing is. I still love you even when you do that. Mm. I want you to know that. And I think I just started to get these little downloads of that. And I think um, it was really powerful for me to be like, oh, wow. Because I heard the word on the street, especially with the Christian folk, is you don't come back from this. God don't talk to you after this. You're, there's no, you don't speak out for his word after this. You don't, there are certain mm-hmm. things that after this point, encounters with God, please, like that's not a thing. You're mm-hmm. cast off. You're like, you're there, you're othered. And so yeah. the fact that that was the complete opposite of my experience, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you live, you don't. <laughs> oh, like, you really, you got for real, for real, because. <laughs> You stay true to what you say about you, not yeah. what other people say about you. That's good. You show up for your people because I have been, say it's when I was like nine or something, right? So it's like, I'm technically one of your kids. I'm a king's kid for sure. And so even as prodigal son as I'm acting, mm-hmm. as, prod- as, a, as a way as I've gotten in this area, you waiting on me with open arms and a robe. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah. And they not they ain't tell me that you be doing that. Like that's dope, right? <laughs> and so um one day it was like we can't we can pray this down right now. You can just you you just be straight. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't we don't have to belabor no points. We both know you learning more about me right now than you ever have learning more about you than you ever have right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I had a thought I was the get in New York, my boyfriend's in St. Louis and I decided I was having sex no more. I was like there's no way to avoid this all the way, <laughs> unless you avoid this all the way. Like, right. that's just the point blank, period. So, mm-hmm. I made that decision. And then a couple months I got gone past, and it's time to go home. Go home. And I was strong, y'all. I was strong. <laughs> and then the last day before I got back to have sex. And I was like, Jesus, now my bad. <laughs> Like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I was like, I, I just, and I was ups, I was upset, but I also was like, I mean, I'm really going for something and doing something with a different conviction and a different reason, a different thought yeah. than I ever have before. And the mm. fact that I'm, I'm disappointed that I did something that I was cool with doing for years. Yeah. Oh, you're working. I was like, I see. So yeah. I, I felt like, okay. We just dust ourselves off, pick up our conviction, try again. Like that's that's all you can do. Yeah. Because you already did the gym, you know? So um <laughs> me and my boyfriend broke up oh. after that. Wait, yeah, because I was like, you're not aligned. You're not aligned. And I'm oh. starting to see my okay. conviction. You you before you haven't been going away, right? And so I held that to high esteem. That while I we didn't been to two colleges together, high mm. schools together, like 
my ups and downs, your ups and downs, like all these things. And you're still here. This is great. And so you get points for that, right? Mm -hmm. But now I've encountered God in this way where I feel like I've done something that I heard he don't like. Like, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I've shown up in this way where I think about you for real. Like all these things that we're talking Mm -hmm. about being a partner with Christ. I haven't been the best partner. Mm -hmm. You're sticking around. That's Mm -hmm. great. And then my boyfriend, I'm telling you, I don't think I want to have sex. And and we did. And I was there for it. Please know, right? So it's like I engaged in that. But I was like, I don't think you, I don't think you feel like you're not feeling what I'm saying. Yeah. And so again, for me to stay on this path that I found myself on, who is sticking with me? Who even after I slipped up this time, mm. you rocking with me mm-hmm. is God. And so yeah. that's where I'm going. And so um, and it was easier to do because we live in the same state. So I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> So, and we've been together for years, right? So it's like, okay, for real, for real. Like, do you want to tattoo this person on you or no? And I decided it's mm. no. So um, <laughs> that started my celibacy journey and my weight and my relationship with God. Um, I think, and not, I guess not start. It re, it brought me to a new, it brought God into a new room in my house. Mm. He was in a room in my house before. When I went to my job in New York, I pray. Um, I didn't pray much, but I prayed. Um, mm-hmm. And if I, but now I'm like, I could be in Trader Joe's and be having a conversation with God, or I could be getting lost reading Exodus and I look up, it's been hours. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're not rocking like that at all at this time. And so um, I got baptized shortly after this. Um, and that was great. And I was so, I was so excited. Um, and <laughs> It was just really dope. And I was really encountering, I'm watching sermons down on YouTube. Like, it's just a lot of me discovering who yeah. God is and a real God. Not what other people say, not what my mom said. But yeah. like, who is God for real? Because I think I don't know. I think I thought I knew. And so, and I'm a good person. So we, I'm good, you good. But I don't know you for real. And mm-hmm. I don't know me for real. And you said you could tell me some stuff. Let's talk. You know, and um, it was really great. I got to meet so many great people, do so many dope things, and I'm in this new place. And so I really feel like I got a fresh start. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I think it just goes to show how God can use anything. Yeah. He don't like things that detest him, things that um, he doesn't destine for you. He can make a part of your story. He can make you be like, okay. Okay. And you don't really throw him for a loop. He knows everything, right? Right. But it's just like you walking with him on that journey of being like, all right, so I can use this for your good, but we're going to have to put in some work to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to put in some prayers to get it done. We're going to have to mm-hmm. have you learn some new scriptures to get it done. We're going to have to put you around some new people to mm-hmm. get that done. But mm-hmm. I'm God. We're going to get it done, right? So that is, um, that's kind of where we landed. Oh my gosh, I forgot one thing. So there was a, I felt pretty good, but I still was at that space where I wasn't talking to people about it. I cut off my boyfriend. He's the only person I knew, right? Yeah. And I hadn't told another human being. What so was his opinion about, got, about it? Did he like, did you yeah. guys decide together or you were just like, girl, I know I can't do this, so it don't matter what he says. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, so the decision was mine to make okay. because my body, my choice type mm-hmm. thing. I do think... I think he could have gone either way, to be honest. I okay. think that if I wanted to have it 
school would have figured that out. And I think oh. if I didn't want to, he got it because babies are a big deal. <laughs> so, okay. um, yeah, we actually, I think that he grieved more than me, to be honest mm. with you. Um, which again, I think part of that is because it's one, because he could have gone 50, 50, where there was no 50, 50 for me Two. Okay. After I had feelings um, from wherever they came from, I now have a source to take my feelings to. I have mm. someone that I'm praying to. Yeah. And so going back to that original question, Des, do you got this? And me saying no. For him, you, you're walking with all your emotions by yourself. Yeah. And so I think that um, we definitely grieve different. He wants to talk about it more than me. And I was like, I need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, eventually I did but at the time I was like you know like I don't know I just was like I don't yeah. want to talk about it yeah and I think this is countercultural, but I do think that men that sucks for them too regardless of them carrying mm-hmm. the child or not it was his child as well mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. don't talk about that part as well so it does suck that he had to grieve that but obviously you guys you were not in a space to do that obviously at the time and then later you guys did have no. that conversation but I do like to highlight that you know, men care as well. <laughs> they do. Yes. No, guys care. Um, <laughs> and I love, there are also believers who care. I want to say that to people. Mm. So I went to a clothing swap at the church I was attending at the time. And so I'm thinking, I'm just going there for some swag. Like somebody, people in this church be rocking some good pieces and I'm about <laughs> to give me some good pieces. I get there. And they were like, okay, thank you guys for coming out. We want to highlight our two sponsors of the evening or whatever. And one of them was this company. I know for sure they're based in NYC. Um, You can look them up and see if they're based anywhere else, but they're called Avail. Um, So think availability, but Avail. So Avail was there and they were at Oric where they talk to you pre and post um, pregnancy and like family planning. I guess, I don't know about family planning. I don't know if that's the right words, but they talk to people that mm-hmm. are pregnant or were. And so mm-hmm. um, when they, they had some cards at the door with their information and stuff. And so I took it and I found out that they do counseling for people post-abortion. And mm-hmm. they're all, all of their volunteers are people who are mothers. So they are, or, or they were, they could have been mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to that and that was the first time that I shared with somebody that wasn't my boyfriend's time, wasn't God. Mm. And I was able to chat and I was able to say like, yeah, like I don't, I don't wish that I had a baby, but I know that this is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not having sex anymore and I broke up with this person. I feel like he could have been there for me more, but then I also feel like I could have been there for him more. Like I got mm. to explore yeah. these things and it was with the person who didn't try to push any ideas on me. It was with somebody who had walked where I walked. They also had to pray certain prayers, right? They also had to Mm. get to a place and they got to such a place where they're volunteering their time to talk to other people. Like Mm -hmm. I thought that was so beautiful and it was so, um, it was so unexpected Mm. and I wasn't thinking, Oh, I can't wait till I feel like I can talk to somebody. Right. So I just, again, I'm, Wherever I'm at and then whatever I didn't discuss, it was like, well, we'll get to it one day or whatever it is. Um, but me going to this event and God placing this opportunity there and then me having enough stirred up in me to be like, 
oh yeah, let's take, let's take a car. Let's, let's set up a meeting. Let's talk to somebody. That was really pivotal for me as well, because I think I was in a space where, um, the people at Avail aren't my friends. I'm not going to brunch with them. I'm not doing life with them. And so you can just listen. And mm-hmm. I don't have to feel like I have to bring a certain part of me to the conversation in order to get you to do that. And you also have tools and knowledge and, and things to give to me to help me if I need to further process or if I needed other um, resources. So um, shout out to Avail because they really, really helped at a time that I didn't even know I wanted help. Yeah, that is beautiful. So how do you feel like um, this whole experience, so starting from the abortion to where you're at today, like how do you Mm -hmm. feel like your experience has affected your romantic relationships? Mm, Good question. Our (laughs) romantic relationships. So I have not had a boyfriend since then. Let me start there. Okay. (laughs) Um, And that is, we're coming up on six six years, I think. Um, So it's been a minute. And my celibacy hit five years, um, or abstinence hit five years. (laughs) And like, you know, so I think it's less, I honestly think it's less, I'm going to say it's less this situation. This situation was the door to get me to be like, why God original design, his original design. Like Mm -hmm. that helped me to figure that out. Right. Okay. So I will say that's the bridge for me making the decision is I don't want to be pregnant no more. How can I do that? Okay, God was on to something. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. Me staying there, because of course you get temptation. Of course, I'm living in New York City. I'm going mm. out and about. Like the there men's are people be out that, there. The men's be out there. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> there are there are situations, but um, so I don't think that alone can keep you there, right? Right. Um, so my relationship with God helps me to be like, nah, nah, nah. But fear as well, like, nah, I can't be nobody, mama. And I can't make that decision I made again either. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have a different awareness of that. So both of these avenues are no. The mama thing and another abortion, not a thing for me. Mm-hmm. So got to stay, got to stay diligent and yeah. to not feel, to feel joy while I'm staying diligent and to mm-hmm. feel empowered while I'm doing that. Got to keep talking to God. Because if you just take the, don't want to be a mom and don't want to have an abortion, that's not enough. Or Mm-mm. it's you're gonna be sure you don't have sex, but now you're sad. That's nobody wanna be sad. So yeah. um that was the bridge to how I got there. I think I've had different phases of my relationship life, if you will, in the beginning. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I've been my boyfriend for like eight years. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not a girlfriend anymore. That's great. I was hustling when I first got here. I'm like one of the last people to be in the office. Then got to take a train from 46th Street to Bed Stuy. Like I'm not, I don't have to be on FaceTime when I get home. I can just take a shower and go to sleep. Oh, this is great. Like I was <laughs> like, I'm free. I can be with my friends. And we yeah. just are single in the city. And not even on some sex in the city stuff, but just like I can have a girl's night with my girls and not, Talk, like worry about oh I haven't texted you back like I just I felt like removal of constraints of having to care about somebody's feelings to be honest yeah. with you and that yeah. felt really nice mm-hmm. um so I stayed there my career is very important um and so I got to go ham in that and then it wasn't I feel like it wasn't until like right before the pandemic when mm. I started to want to move and groove and then you can't move and groove like you want to because we all on lockdown so I'm like praise oh god. god praise god for that what's <laughs> happening right now what's happening right now because is this personal like <laughs> <laughs> is this personal um and so 
you got to eat that. Like, what you going to do with global pandemic? What you going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want the abs. Not for me. I love a chit and a chat in person. That's mm-hmm. my vibe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that I have the desire like bubble up. Not even desire like straight up lust, but just like I could enjoy some male energy. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, you're not enjoying nobody's energy because we all might die. Like, that's literally <laughs> the thing. And um, progressively from 2020 to now, it has bubbled up more where I'm mm-hmm. desiring partnership. I'm desiring to like spend time with somebody's son, like X, Y, Z. And so that is, um, I, have to get, I have to get used to that and I have to tell myself that's okay mm-hmm. because I found again, um, I can say this now, I guess. I didn't think about it before. I think I had, I don't want to, I don't know if it was pride, but I had a sense of, um, accomplishment that I wasn't feeling to talk to somebody. Mm. I had a sense of accomplishment that God was enough. My friends was enough. My career, like, you know, like I felt cool with me and what I had going on. So that's like, I don't want to call it pride. I think it was good. I just don't think when the transition happened to, I also now want my friends and my career and my time in New York and my peace with myself to talk about that with a guy or to share that with somebody, mm-hmm. I ain't handled that transition well. I was like, uh-uh, let's shut these feelings down and go mm-hmm. back to you just being cool with you. And mm-hmm. I think that was because that's something I felt I could control. You can control how I respond to my career. I can control how I respond with my friends, but I can't control what you do if I like you and you like me. And not even on a sex tip, but just like, do we vibe? Yeah. Um, you don't know until you text somebody and see if y'all vibe. Mm-hmm. So I think I was trying to shut it down because I'm like, we're going into this new era and we're going into this new era with new revelations about who you are, mm-hmm. new revelations about what you're supposed to do, new revelations about what is a girlfriend now that yeah. you yeah. care about God and you talk to God every day. What is that? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, how I want to be treated and how I expect that I should treat this guy looks totally different than how the last time I was a girlfriend. I think me being older, years passing, I'm like, how do people even talk in the world today? What is dating? What's the dating game got going on? I don't even know, right? So I think there was this um, feeling that I was ignorant to how it's supposed to go and that all guys in my head, they just they keep on dating. So you know how it's supposed to go and I'm going to seem weird because I don't know how it's supposed to go. So I have these <laughs> thoughts that I don't even think had um, relation to the abortion itself. Okay. Which is like, I do though... My abortion has carried me to God. Now that I'm with God and I'm talking about I want to be with you, what does that look like? I'm out of my bounds. Oh, it's too much. Like that, <laughs> that is where I was. So, okay. uh, and I'm still there. Okay. Yeah. So you don't feel like there's been any like fears with being into re- in romantic relationships because of your abortion? No. I okay. do think there's um, thoughts of how you cannot avoid talking to people though because you're trying to avoid having sex that ain't thing at Mm. some point if you desire relationship you are gonna have to be in close proximity with a temptation that's Mm -hmm. like a thing yeah and so i think it's more of that more than anything which is uh that would have i think i would have been faced with that maybe with less conviction to be honest if i didn't have the abortion but if if i was a Mm. 29 year old version that's the same thing you're 29 since you're not married I, and you desire it to be, you got to talk to someone multiple times and not have sex with them if you're trying to do what 
I want you to do. And so I think um, since I have met God in that place of my desire being his desire and trying to stay on that path, I want to know how we do that. Like, how do we do it? (laughs) And what makes me nervous is I don't see a lot of messages saying that that's a thing for people that they successfully done it and so oh yeah shows like the parallel yes i need it i need it because it's like am i in this thing alone somebody tell me ring the alarm where my people at (laughs) (laughs) love that (laughs) okay so what would you say to the girl who is concerned about that like i've had an abortion like what Mm -hmm. is he gonna think of me or whatever like how do you what would you say to her yeah your mate, and I really believe this, y'all. Your mate is, people say that they're a mirror of you, but they also are supposed to be a mirror of Christ, right? Just mm-hmm. like we are. We're individual mirrors of Christ. We are made in his image. And so just if Christ accepts you, if you, I don't know, if you mess up at work, right? Your boss has to be like, you know what? I accept that you are a good worker. You're an asset to the team. And so we going <laughs> to clean that up. We'll move forward with the next project. Mm-hmm. God sees the entirety of your life beginning to end before you lived it. And he said, she's good enough to make. She's good enough to form. She's good enough to craft. I'm going to place her here. I'm going to put some purpose on her life. And she's going to walk that thing out. And I'm going to be with her every step of the way and happy to watch her live it out at the same time. Like That's him, right? So if our partner mirrors that and our actual partner. I don't think the fear is going to be met with what I'm saying with just dating people because they're not the image of Christ that he has for you. Mm-hmm. But I do think your person, whoever that is, is going to accept that. And I think one, they will embody what love is outlined to us um, in Corinthians to be. And so that don't say nothing about Except if somebody had an abortion, don't let them. Like, that's not there. Right. <laughs> so if they're embodying that and they're embodying Christ, that's yes. that's a thing that's going to mm-hmm. come with their love for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the validation that you're seeking, the more that you accept the love that Christ has for you, I don't even think that'll be a thought. It'll be just like, I- I'm not expecting when I meet my person that I'm going to have to um, explain that I'm black and be like, is that okay? And then it's like, now nah, that's a thing. <laughs> it's apparent. It's a thing. It's going to continue to be a thing. And it's not yeah. something that I can undo. And so I'm yeah. thinking whoever they are, let's say I date somebody that's not black, right? There could be some things that come up with mm-hmm. two people having different races. But if that was to be a thing for me, I'm like, okay, well, if you're my person, we rock it. Like that's not going to be... A hurdle that we yeah. jumping over because yeah. God and destiny is you my person and you're gonna let me outside of what our differences are. That's mm-hmm. the same thing with this. I think that um so that's the first thing. I also believe that everybody has something. The difference is you don't know what the other person's thing is because mm-hmm. you ain't there, right? And so a lot of people um approach things with the right people <laughs> approach <laughs> things with caution and and compassion and all the fruits of the spirit mm-hmm. because they also need the fruits of the spirit from you they also need acceptance from you they also need love from you yeah and so again i think you can encounter some people that are rude and too 
right? I think you can encounter people that don't got the love of our Lord and Jesus, um, our Lord in them, operating them, exuding from their being. Oh, you can find that all day, every day, like for sure. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about your people, I'm talking about even your friends, right? Like there are, there are folk that are placed in your life that are, that's their literal operating job is to exude the fruit of the spirit for you. So that's, that's how you know it's real. There's the evidence of it being a Mm -hmm. thing. And I believe that our God-given partner is a person that will do that. And part of that is accepting everything that comes with you. That's why they're going to be willing to make the covenant to be with you. Because even as you're married, there'll be stuff that unfolds that they ain't see on a wedding day and they can't dip, right? And so I think- <laughs> Praise God. Um, yeah, praise God. <laughs> um, I think that's like a little, a little, not trial. I ain't saying bust it out and see off. He accepted it's my man. But I do think the person that does, there's, there's something- People that do. There's something to that. You being willing for me to talk about this on your show. I reach out to another uh, Christian podcast. They're like, babe, you can go somewhere with that, right? <laughs> Who? But there's there's something when you get on people that accept your story, yeah. accept your thing, um, that that you know. And mm-hmm. I think outside of this, if you think about other areas, Christine Kane talks about her being adopted. There's some stuff that comes with people that are adopted. They have abandonment mm-hmm. issues. They have all these things. She could have had a fear of like, am I going to get married? Because anybody want to deal with me and all my stuff. And this lady's married, got kids, going to college. Like, she got ministry, like, you know? But mm-hmm. she has to be willing to present her thing and know that I'm full and I'm accepted. And I'm whole by Christ first. Mm-hmm. And if you accept me, then I can know that you even accept me because you're mirroring what my father does. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> yes, God. Yes, that is so good. Yeah. And and you have to remember, who are you choosing? What kind of man are you is in front of you? Is he actually going mm-hmm. to mirror Christ like you just said? So, yeah, that is really helpful. So last question I have for you. If you could go back and talk to that 16-year-old version of yourself before she went on this journey, what would you say to her? Mm, what would I say? <sighs> I would tell her to wait. Mm. I would tell her to wait, but I would tell her to talk to Christ about why. Mm. To talk to Christ about why. If I tell her why, it's a, that's a Raven episode, and I'm just yeah. you from the future, and I'm trying to control you, and you're going to try to control me to prove to you that you're wrong about right, me. Right, like, right. Like, that's the thing. Um, and I put a lot of stock in me before, so maybe I would have listened to me, but oh, when you yeah. get a conviction from Christ, you know, it makes you, it's different. And mm-hmm. it's something that you can go back to with more certainty that you can go back to something that comes from you or that comes from your mama or it comes from something else. Mm-hmm. Even people in our families that we know that are not versions and they do stuff and we see, you know what I'm saying? Everybody in their family got somebody with a baby daddy, baby mama, they're not together, da, 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 right? That's the mm-hmm. thing. We all seen it. I had that in my family still move forward with my thing. So that's that's not my conviction. That's not mm, my yeah. thing that mm-hmm. I'm supposed to carry in my bag that'll help me. And so I think you could be like, yeah, if you don't believe me, go talk to TT whoever. If you don't believe me, da-da. that's not going to do it for mm-hmm. a long term. For me being 29 and I ain't married yet, <laughs> that's not going to do it. So I would tell me to wait. And I'd like, go to, go to God about why. And I think that... 
Those who seek, find. Those who knock, the door shall be open, right? And so, and the wisdom won't be kept from you. And so, I think if mm. I would have talked to him and I'm knocking on his door and I'm like, I don't get this rule you got set up. I don't get it. Class will be in session. All right, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about it. Let's go on why. And as I'm getting, and then that's starting a relationship that's different that I didn't start. I'm 22, 23, right? And so then, if I struggle, if I'm upset, if I'm angry, if I feel it's not fair, if whatever, if I feel like, oh, you sure? Even in this context, he's like, I'm sure. Like <laughs> there's now a base in a relationship where I can go back. I can yeah. be honest. I can share these things. And so. Um, yeah, I would have started what my abortion started sooner, which is having a relationship with Christ in such a way where he can tell me something and I might not like it and I might not understand it. I could even slip up or I have conversations or whatever, right? That like mm-hmm. can get me off track, but I'm coming back because I respect you that much. I love you that much. And I feel your respect, your love and your your plans in order for me that I'm like, all right, we can do this. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I would say. Yeah, that's all real good. That's all real <laughs> good. Yeah. And I think these, the things that we get ourselves into tell us about ourselves, right? So you just talked about how you wanted, you basically found in Christ someone who would always be there, right? And that's also what you found in your boyfriend. And that's what you mm-hmm. took pride in as well, right? So mm-hmm. you were looking for a beautiful thing in the wrong place and you have found it in Christ and it's more stable and it's exactly what you've mm-hmm. been looking for your whole life. So I think as well, we can look at our sexuality and ask questions of it. This uh, author named Jay Stringer is really good about talking about that. Like our fantasies and our desires sexually do tell us about ourselves. So just being more curious about why you're making decisions, how you got to where you are or whatever. Um, But obviously, like you said, like Christ is going to be the best foundation to lay yourself Mm -hmm. on. So man, that was good. (laughs) Yes, Lord. All right. Oh, so thanks for having me on. Of course. So tell the people where they can find you. Where I can be found. Come look for me, y'all. Um, you can find me <laughs> on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from at The Power in Pros. That's P-R-O-S-E podcast. You can also follow the show on YouTube at Power in Pros or on Instagram at Power and Pros Podcast. And then me, myself, I'm Destiny. I go by Zest of Desk on all platforms. Good stuff. All right. So as you guys know, you can follow Parallel at the Parallel Pod on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember to speak the truth in love, kiss the sun, and I'll be talking to you guys soon. Bye.